Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and of course the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the jilly to my billy, it is Stephen Davis. <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. You know, Tim, for so long, <laughs> we, we've heard, since Rob Van Dam made a name for himself in ECW. We've heard about the five-star frog splash. Everybody talks about the five-star frog splash. People still talk about the five-star frog splash, but I got one better. I got something better. What, what's better? Well, if you're listening to this, you're listening to the five-star podcast. That's Five right. Five stars on iTunes, baby. That's right. Moving up in the world. Got to love it. Thank you for the support out there, everyone. We do appreciate it. Yes, we are five-star rated on iTunes, which is incredible. Um, it's just another stepping stone for us. We hope to go take this podcast to bigger and better things. We hope you're enjoying it, but thank you so much for the support. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, without you guys' support, it would just be the two of us talking. Not that we don't do that anyway, but uh, this We wouldn't way, record it. We wouldn't record it. Um <laughs> And we, no one would be entertained by it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Including us, really. Including us. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for making us a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. Um, we really do appreciate it. But today on the show, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, maybe not quite as much as last week, that supersized episode. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. We kept going, just went on forever, but hopefully it entertained you. And maybe that's why we got five stars on iTunes. They really liked that. Who knows? Hey. Hey, if it if it works, it works. Um, that was my contribution to that conversation, by the way. Yes, hey. um, we normally do start out with our three count, but breaking news! Breaking news! I have to talk about this. Broke a few days ago. I'm sure you've read this. If not, maybe this is a surprise. CM Punk is returning to the ring. It is official. 100% official. He is returning to the ring, not for WWE, not for AEW. But for stars, in a show called Heels with Stephen Amell about wrestling, where he will be playing a wrestler. He will be back inside a ring. A little bit of a swerve there, but uh, thought I'd hit you with it. See what you think. <laughs> I was like, I've heard nothing about this. <laughs> I, where are you going with this, Tim? Because I've heard nothing about this. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no, this not is, not quite the same. But it's a wrestling related project. Yeah. Yes, and we and we love CM Punk here on the show. Um, and uh, Chick Magnet Phil getting his acting on. Um, <laughs> is that what you call him? <laughs> well, I, that's what I've heard a lot of people call him, Chick Magnet Phil, <laughs> the CM, and then Phil is real name. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see this show. I had heard about it. I knew Stephen Mel was uh, working on this project. Um, and this is really interesting to see uh, CM Punk joining the cast. So really excited for that. But yeah, a little swerve action. Thought I'd throw it out there since he was uh, swerving everybody right before the rumble. <laughs> just, just so you know, when you say stars, I now think of the unit 
the faction in stardom and i was really confused oh man i thought and, 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 and see that was a swerve for me because i thought you were gonna say when you say stars i think of the unit Stars. yeah nemesis nemesis from resident evil um but okay, uh, now that that swerve is out of the way, uh, let's kick off the show and let's talk about the three count, which you had the challenge this uh, past week, and it was related to the Rumble, um, and it was your favorite three Rumble matches that weren't the actual Rumble match itself. So favorite three matches that happened at a Royal Rumble, but weren't the actual Rumble match. And I guess since you made the challenge, I'll have to go first this time. And mine, my number three, a little bit of a sentimental favorite and maybe a surprise since it's a match that didn't really end in a finish. It was basically thrown out. It's in 1995, and it's my man, Kevin Nash, Diesel, taking on your man, Bret Hart. Um, Great one. A great match, went uh, 20-plus minutes. Um, This was, you know, at a time when we weren't sure about diesel and his performance in the ring and what better measuring stick to see if you can get a good match out of somebody than to put him in with Bret Hart. And they crafted the match wonderfully. Of course it ended with shenanigans. You had everybody from Owen to Sean, everybody it ended three in. times. Yeah. So basically a non-finish really um, with all the shenanigans, but still a great match put on. And I, I just love this match from start to finish. I think, I think, Diesel Kevin Nash had his best matches with Bret Hart. I think some people would say Shawn Michaels, and I, I do think it's close, but I think I think Bret edges that one out a little bit. Um, between that and Survivor Series 95 and King of the Ring 94, all three mm-hmm. great matches. Yes. Um, and uh yeah, good good choice. And definitely uh, like you said, not a not a finish, but a good story and well worked. And uh two legends going at it head to head at the Rumble. Yep. How about you, sir? Right. What's your number three? Okay. So my number three goes to the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> For the WWF Championship, I think the greatest street fight in wrestling history, ah. Triple H and Cactus Jack. Yes. And, oh, oh man, they... First of all, the Rumble 2000 overall is one of the better Rumble pay-per-views, top to bottom. Uh, lots going on there. Uh, crazy tables match with the Hardys and the Dudleys on that card, too. Uh, mm-hmm. But this street fight, man, they just they went out there and they didn't hold back. You didn't really know who was going to win. Foley was crazy over. Triple H was finally really, truly getting over. There's blood. You didn't know what they were going to do next. There were thumbtacks. There were nails and boards puncturing calves. There, it was just insanity. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's my favorite Triple H match, but certainly in the conversation for it. And uh, unforgettable, unforgettable match. Yes. And uh, maybe stole the show from the Rumble match itself that year. Uh, yeah, I think that is... Uh... That that's very likely. I think you're right. And this match uh, really was kind of a launching point for Triple H in that singles run. Um, you know, he goes out there with Cactus. It is brutal from start to finish. The thumbtack spots, especially, it's like oh, some of the shots they gave us during that match, and you'd see him just sticking in Foley's head and in his back and his shoulders, just crazy. Um, but yeah, no, this was a very well crafted match. I mean, this had 
I mean, I think it had a spot where uh, Cactus Jack was handcuffed and then took a headlong into the into the steel corner from the outside with no way to protect himself. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. And and these and these are the links at the time that you know Cactus Jack would put himself through to put a match over. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, the year before at the Rumble, the I Quit match with The Rock, where he took eleven oh, chair shots. To God, the head, yeah. And then to come the back plan. the next year. Yeah. And do this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, great match. Great choice. Triple H and Foley, they they tried, they, they had a rematch the next month, Hell in a Cell, and they tried to recapture that magic. And the Hell in a Cell match was good, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't this one. Yeah. And so if you're just going to watch one match between the two, Rumble 2000 is definitely the way to go. I do agree. I do agree. Uh, my number two, for me, it's uh, not too long ago. It's 2017. And it's John Cena taking on AJ Styles. Uh, And we talk a lot about this on the show where you can look super, super strong in a defeat. And this is one of those examples where it's done very, very well. Um, The story was, you know, even in the IWC uh, was crafted so well because you had Cena, who was the embodiment of WWE and Vince and the corporate machine of wrestling versus the indie sensation darling AJ Styles, the IWC loved AJ Styles. And it was these two pillars going against each other. And yes, Cena gets the victory, but it takes two AAs uh, and just AJ worked his ass off in this match. And it really did as much for AJ as it did for Cena um, as far as him losing and Cena winning. Uh, and I just love the match in general because it's well-paced. It's well thought out. Again, if you think Cena can't wrestle, you're wrong. Um, and especially if, if, if he's in there with the right person and somebody with at the caliber of AJ Styles who can make just about anybody look good. Uh, I mean, we saw it in recent weeks as lead up to the Rumble. He's pretty much the gatekeeper. <laughs> to get a good match the- out of Elias. Yeah, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's why it's my number two. I just really, really like this match. And again, a great example of a loss doesn't hurt you. Right. And and, and Cena had so many great matches. Yeah. One after another, one after another, after another. And he just never seemed to get credit for it. And this is just another great match from John Cena in a long list. Um, Styles always got credit for his great matches, but Cena never did. And I think people were surprised or pretended at least to be surprised by the quality of this match. And they shouldn't have been. Yeah. Yep. All right. So for me, number two, also not long ago. In fact, more recent than yours. Oh, from 2019. Ah. You can't be surprised. We've got Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Ah, ah, what a great match. The booking in no way suggested that Sasha Banks was going to win this match. The match itself, the way they put it together as you were watching it started to plant a little doubt in mm-hmm. your head mm-hmm. uh, that takes talent that takes skill to do that. And it doesn't happen often. I remember it did happen in a, an undertaker Kurt angle match once where it was obvious Kurt angle was going to win. But then as they were going through, it was like, Oh, well, maybe not. Um, so it, you've got to be one of the best in order to do that. And Rousey is another one who did not get credit yes. for her, for her in-ring ability. She was legit. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought she was going to come back at this year's Rumble and she didn't. And I, I'm OK with that because I didn't want her to walk in and steal a Rumble victory from someone who's been here the whole time. But if she comes back, I have no problem with her being in the ring. Um, yeah, I hope I hope she doesn't dominate the booking like she did before. But in the ring, she can go. And yeah. uh, it wasn't Sasha wrestling a broomstick. It was Sasha against Ronda Rousey and Ronda held her held up her end of the bargain. It was the only she Ronda won every match that she was in except for two, a tag match with Natalia against Sasha and Bailey, mm-hmm. which Sasha and Bailey won, and then the WrestleMania Triple Threat match. Mm-hmm. Every match she won, she won by submission except this one. Uh, this one, yes. she had to get the pinfall. She couldn't get the submission out of Sasha, and just the way that they made it different, like Sasha always does, she makes her matches different and unpredictable, and doesn't follow the formula. And uh, I remember after the match was over, the camera accidentally caught Sasha laying on her back, smiling, because she knew how good that match was. Yeah. And uh, it it gets my number two. That's a great choice. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, My number one, um, we're going uh, to 2001. It's a ladder match. Jericho, Benoit. I adore this match. It is so well done. These two pulled out all the tricks and new tricks we hadn't seen in a ladder match before. I that I mean, so many images from this match we have seen reused over and over and spots redone because of the influence of this ladder match. Uh, the, the, the walls of Jericho on top of the ladder. I mean... <laughs> Come on. My favorite spot was when Benoit did the dive to the outside and Jericho swung the chair like a baseball bat. Yeah. Oh, my God. And hit yes. him right in the head. I mean, it, a bad spot, really bad spot, especially uh-huh. in hindsight, but it's a memorable spot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I couldn't ignore it. I love this match so much. Um, and, yeah, I just – I went back and rewatched it as well just to to see it again instead of just finding some highlights i had to watch it from start to finish and man it's just so good these two i mean at the time two of the best you know technicians in the ring um i mean benoit arguably one of the greatest in-ring technicians ever Mm -hmm. regardless of everything else in the ring he was a beast yep he was the man he was the wolverine uh and then jericho had the in-ring chops, had the charisma, had the total package, man. And again, putting the two of them together was is basically dream match status. Yeah. And we uh, got I, it. It's I considered this match. I considered this match for, for my list. It was definitely in the running. Um, I told you before we started recording that my my one and two were set. My number three I had a hard time with. And that was that was one of them that I was considering. Ah. Yeah um as well as others uh, there have been a lot of good rumble matches that's for sure oh yeah non, non-rumble rumble matches um for me my number one if you listened to our top 10 show mm-hmm. then you should know what's coming here 2003 <laughs> chris benoit and kurt, kurt angle. angle yes yes uh for my money this is the greatest wwf title match of all time uh just flat out pure wrestling from beginning to end counters after counter believable counter believable submission spots where it looked like it was going to end pinfall spots near falls false finishes counters false finishes grappling suplexes just wrestling 
Mm -hmm. was just pure wrestling and it was it's it's what i love best and uh, it blew me away that night um i watched it again not long ago as we were preparing for that top 10 show and it blew me away again and it's 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 what makes you wonder sometimes. I mean, you don't really, but in the back of your mind, you're like, man, if I didn't know better, I would think this was real. Yeah. And yeah. it was one of those matches. And so, yeah, it, it sits firmly at the top of my uh, non-Rumble Rumble match list. Yeah, I mean, this match was great. They go at it and it's it's so fluid in a way that the way it was mapped out between the two, there's no wasted movement. It's very you know, very natural going from spot to spot to spot as if it was spontaneous. Yeah. Like there wasn't, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do this. Because when you do that, you're going to telegraph something. Yes. It's go- you're you're going to know. But it didn't feel that way. This felt right. very organic. And again, if these two were just like, hey, you know what? Let's get in the ring. Let's see who's a better grappler. Let's go and see what happens for real. And this is kind of what you think might happen. Like this is how it would play out. It was done so well. I agree. This one was definitely, you know, circling for me as well. Um, Ultimately I went with the Jericho Benoit match, Mm -hmm. but this one definitely, yes, very well deserved a great match. Um, And from a technical standpoint, probably, yeah. One of the greatest, if not the greatest title matches. So well done. So well. uh, you you often do um, uh, honorable mentions, and I, I've never done one, but I, I want to do one. Okay. Um, because there there is a, a an often overlooked match. This match is fantastic and never gets talked about, and it's from a Royal Rumble pay per view. And I just want to call people's attention to it because I think everybody should go and pull it up on the network and watch this match from 1991. Mm. It's not even an important match. It's a tag team match. The Rockers. Versus mm-hmm. the Orient Express. Ooh. And not a title match. It has no historical significance, but it is incredibly well worked. They're creative. It's fast. It's a, they have a cool finish that I've never seen done before or since. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's a match that doesn't get talked about and should be talked about. It almost made my number three. And uh, I think it would probably be my number four. So, uh, yeah, if you if you haven't seen that match or even if it's been a while since you've seen that match, pull up 1991 Royal Rumble. It's the opening match on the on the show and uh, Rockers and the Orient Express. Good stuff. OK, OK. Very, very nice. I like it. Um, now we get to the point where I get to challenge for the next one, which I am completely unprepared for this week. Oh, <laughs> as we were going over our pre-show notes, the one thing I forgot to think about was. What is my challenge going to be? So we're going to wait and I'm going to have it by the time we get to the end of the show. <laughs> okay. All right. Tim didn't do his homework. I, I, I'm doing the Vince McMahon this, this week. I'm booking on the fly. <laughs> oh, all right. This um, isn't the first time you've done the Vince McMahon. You changed your mega card in the middle of the mega card show. Hey, yeah, I did. Like a true promoter. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get butts in seats, pal. <laughs> butt every six inches. Um, or 16 inches. Six probably. inches? <laughs> Small butts, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> packing them like sardines. Um, because they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's uh, let's get into the show uh, official here. And uh, lots to talk about. Let's start with AEW. Um, I mean, we knew it was coming. Yeah. 
Shaq makes it official. He challenges Cody Rhodes to a match. Um, so this is going to happen. It's going to be a mixed tag match. And it's going to be Cody and Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill and Shaq. So, yeah. So, like we say, I mean, if you want to get more eyeballs on your product, you got to go mainstream, and this is a way to do it. Yeah, Shaq's a big name. Um, you got everybody watching the NBA right now. He's part of, you know, one of the uh, the teams for NBA on TNT. So he gets a lot of exposure every single week. And he's and again, that's on TNT. So there's going to be all that cross promotion hype. Um, mm-hmm. So this is this is easy, easy, easy booking. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what happens. And it looks like we're going to get this. I think they said March is what they're shooting for. Mm-hmm um for i don't know what pay-per-view that is but um the next one yeah it, yeah revolution <laughs> the next uh that sounds i think it's revolution that sounds um, acceptable so so yeah so i mean we pretty much saw this coming but uh, i'm excited for it i'm interested to see it i'm interested to yeah. see Shaq in the ring man <laughs> yeah it'd, it'd be fun to get just outright cody versus Shaq, but Shaq's not a wrestler so you putting him in a tag match makes sense where you know there are three other people out there who do this for a living to 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 help him out um and to to just kind of carry the share, share the load a little yeah. bit uh maybe if he does well maybe we'll get that singles match afterwards. maybe yeah yeah uh yeah curious to see how it goes but yeah uh, i'm also curious to see what impact it has on the the eyeballs the viewership yeah. the ratings of viewership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we know Shaq has been a wrestling fan for years. He's been in and involved with professional wrestling for years. Yeah. Uh, whether it be, you know, he came down as an enforcer. He was in somebody's corner. He was in, wasn't he in like the, that one Rumble, him in the big show? Or not R- Battle Royal, not Rumble. But... Uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, what was that? Was that the greatest Rumble? The greatest no, it was, Rumble? it was one of the Andre Memorial. At, yes, that's what it was. That's right. At that's WrestleMania. Right, that's right. That's right. Um, wow, I'd kind of blocked that out. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, he loves the sport, loves to be involved with it. So, yeah, I'm real interested to see what happens with this. Yeah. Um, Sticking with AEW. Now, this one hell of a match. Jungle Boy, Dax Harwood. I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was very well done. And I was very surprised that Jungle Boy picks up the victory here. Huge upset. And not he didn't just win. Yeah. He made him tap. Yeah, he tapped him out. He was like, "Yeah, no, what's tap. happening?" Um, yeah, and I mean, I've I've heard a lot of people talk about you know Jungle Boy is one of those that he is a future champion, a future singles push kind of guy down the road um, as he develops, and you kind of get glimpses of it here. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe this guy's got big future in front of him. Mm-hmm. Could be. It looks like they're, you know, they're they're trying something new with him and and giving him giving him that push. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I mean, will it stay in the tag team division, or will this lead to some single stuff? It's kind of hard to tell because this was over a tag team wrestler. Yes. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. But it was definitely not something I think most people were expecting. I I wasn't. Yeah, like I said, I did not expect to get booked this way with Jungle Boy winning, let alone with a a tap out finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I what I, would you, what would your FTR name be? It's got to be a single syllable first name with a two syllable last name. Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler. 
even even in uh, WWE, it was the same, right? Well, yeah, the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't know. That's that's one to think about. What about you? You got one on tap? You thought about um, it? Uh, Bam curtail. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. That there that you go. works. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it makes as much sense as their other names. That's true. Brick layer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's more nineties WWF. <laughs> that's right. My character is a profession. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys were plumbers, clowns, you know, whatever. Um, the brick layer, and you have you have a second who goes by the brick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but she's hot anyway um <laughs> uh speaking of hot prospects and i don't mean in the attractive way although this this person is very attractive um <laughs> you you just became a seinfeld episode it took you three seconds yes. to back yourself into a corner yes. <laughs> i love it um no but uh i'm not saying she's attractive but i'm not saying she's not attractive <laughs> don't hate me she, what, she what's your twitter what's your twitter <laughs> my twi- <laughs> she is she is very attractive and I, but i'm more uh attracted to her talent uh and she started off as fire in aw and then has been gone for so long mostly because of the pandemic but we are finally getting a return of reho back to aew um in the uh, upcoming tournament so i'm very excited to have her back um i'm i'm <laughs> i'm sad tim you're well i know you're sad because it means that she won't be coming to stardom <laughs> yes or at least not very often and she's so fun over in stardom you can tell she's smiling all the time and she's doing fun stuff and ah, i love her in stardom um maybe i don't know maybe she'll she'll bring some of that to aew uh, I didn't get that sense from her the first time around in AEW, but I don't know, maybe it'll be different, but I, I love Riho regardless. So um, she can only do good things for the division. Yeah. Um, again, a division that has definitely struggled. They just haven't found their footing quite with the way they presented. They, they have talent. They have plenty of talent in that division, but figuring out how to present them all has been one of the biggest problems. I feel with AEW's presentation of the women's division. And what, uh, what's her first round match? It's Thunder Rosa, right? I believe so. So starting off, that's yeah. that's, that's going to be a banger of a match, regardless. Yeah. That's going to be pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, switching gears. Still speaking about women, but this time in the NXT women's division, um, Triple Threat. They it's officially announced now. Yep. Um, but we are going to get. EO versus Tony versus um, Mercedes Martinez. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. This past week uh, it was, you know, because of the previous week when EO came out and kind of put a sham on the, uh, the uh, dusty classic tag match uh, by attacking Mercedes Martinez. And then Tony got involved and now Tony, you know, calls EO out, EO comes out, they battle, Tony gets the upper hand, Mercedes comes out, then they're both holding the belt, they start to fight, then EO lays waste to them. So they're, they've set this up very well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is going to be an excellent match for TakeOver. 
it's gonna be it one will. hell of a match. I still prefer singles matches. I'd, I'd like to. I, I want another EO Tony Storm match because those are always good. Um, I do feel like you you can run through challengers a little fast this way if you do triple threat. But then I don't know. You can have the triple threat and then branch off into a singles match, I guess. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's three tremendous talents, three tremendous workers, and. Uh, it's going to be good, and I probably think it might steal the show. I think you could be correct. Yeah. Um, but this also depends on, and I don't know, I don't think they announced anything like this, but if it does happen, if we get Pete Dunn versus Finn. And yeah, that's probably going to be. That's going to be a tough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's definitely just in name only a match of the night contender because yeah. those two yeah. are going to bring it. And maybe being a singles match. And something that's, uh, you know, has a personal, uh, not that the triple threat's not personal, but it's always more personal when it's one-on-one. Yes. Um, yes. And so that might add a little more to it. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a good takeover, I think. I think it's going to be oh, one yeah. of the better, better recent ones just based on those two matches. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> takeover could be just those two matches, and I'd probably be entertained. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let them both go 45 minutes and just call it a night. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, let's uh, switch over to some stardom and yeah. what we got this week there, buddy. Oh, we finally had the one-on-one match between Tom Nakano and Mayu Watani. Ah. That's been building for so long. For my money, as of right now, early February, it is the match of the year so far. Mm. And that's saying something because it went to a 15-minute time limit. Only 15 minutes. Wow which surprised me that it was a 15 minute time limit. Why not go at least 20? Um, But in those 15, it's, it's quality, not quantity. And in those 15 minutes, it was passionate. It was intense. It was, they, they changed their styles. Um, Mayu was way more aggressive than I've seen her before. It felt personal. At one point you often see wrestlers, you know, get, their opponent down and then maybe they'll stand on the small of their back or something. She stood on Tom's head while Tom was laying on the mat, both feet mm. just standing on her head. Uh, and Mayu doesn't wrestle that way. She changed her entire presentation to get across the hurt that her character is feeling um, from being abandoned by Tom. Whereas Tom also felt abandoned by Mayu and that was showing too. And it was, you had Tom hitting four consecutive German suplexes and going for a pin on each one and getting four consecutive two counts. And in, in, in stardom, you don't have to wait for a finish to get a win. I mean, people win off of moves that you don't expect them to win off of. So any one of those could have gotten a three count and they just made it count, man. And, um, it was it wasn't the main event of the night i think had it gone to a finish it would have been i think the finish is the reason it wasn't but i'm hoping that this isn't the end of it and that we get a longer match soon kind of a, i'm hoping that the reason for the draw was so they could have a return and, uh, and do a bigger match with a finish tom should be the one to get the win i think it would hurt her if she didn't being mm-hmm. that she's now leading her own unit and uh she would just need that credibility. But in her pre-match promo, uh, backstage promo, which they do before every every match in uh, in stardom, she she echoed what I had said, what I had picked up 
through their storytelling. She'd never said this out loud, but I picked it up and mentioned it on the show. She said, I'm nobody's sidekick. Hmm. And uh, I'd mentioned that before, that that's kind of how Tom had been portrayed and that she's better than that. And so the storytelling here has just been immaculate, as good as anything I've ever seen, ever seen, uh, since I've been watching wrestling in 1985. I mean, it's been that good and I want more. <laughs> These Be two are just immaculate. You more yeah they are just <laughs> incredible storytellers both of them and two of the best in the world hands down hmm. and beyond that what was the main event was a stardom triple well, of course it was stardom but it was a triple threat tag team <laughs> match uh, um with with three of the units it was um queen's quest and it was oedo Tai, and it was uh donna domando but it wasn't just a triple threat tag team match there were four people on each team. So it was a 12 person triple threat tag team match. Okay. But it wasn't just a four person, 12 person triple threat tag team match. It was an elimination match. So it, but not just that, Tim, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, let's see if we get it right. 12 person, triple threat elimination tag team match it was elimination in the sense that individual team members got eliminated when they got beaten so it was a 12 person triple threat survivor series style elimination (laughs) match but it wasn't just that tim oh god (laughs) in order to completely eliminate a team you only had to beat three of the four team members. So it was a wow 12-person triple threat Survivor Series style eliminate three of the four tag team match. Okay. In the pre-match promos, Oedo Tai never does them because they're heels, but both Queen's Quest and, and uh, Donna Del Mondo, both of them said, we've got this tag team match and we don't understand the rules. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking how odd for both of them to say that, what am I about to see here? What is going on? (laughs) And yeah. So, uh, Oedo tie won. B Priestley gets the win and actually eliminated Momo and then told her after the match that Ichiban show pie, um, (laughs) she sucks more than everybody. And that, made me angry Um, (laughs) just the rules of this match i felt made it worth mentioning because there was always something else (laughs) to make it more complicated um i I, hey you know what they're trying different things i guess all i gotta say is what a nightmare to be the guy on commentary (laughs) for a match like this well i mean if they did if they did (laughs) could you imagine trying to call this match (laughs) (laughs) right I don't understand why you didn't have to eliminate everyone on the team. Why only three of the four members? It's the only rationale I can come up with is that if you're only down to one person on your team, then you're no longer a team. That's true. You can't tag. So. Oh, they weren't. Oh, no, it was Tornado. (laughs) Or Tornado. (laughs) Yeah. So that too. So it was a 12 person triple threat tornado survivor series style elimination match where you only had to eliminate three of the four members and all 12 are going at it at the same time yes wow <laughs> in the ring out of the ring yeah 
it was crazy. God, no wonder they don't do commentary. <laughs> Again, how could you keep up with that? It was insanity. The camera people have the hardest job. Like, which action do we stay with? Right. Oh, God. And eliminations were pinfall submission, disqualification. Um, I guess not count out because they were all over the place, but also over the, it said count out, but they ended up not enforcing it and over the top rope. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> So I, I felt that was fun enough just to mention. Yes, no, I agree. That is, that's insane. <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. I, I I wonder how long until we get something like that in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We're looking for the next the next crazy match type to throw out. <laughs> right. That'll right. be it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's switch over to NXT UK briefly uh, big news uh, big news and I, I i don't want to mispronounce it so i'll let you say who is coming uh mako satamora has yes. officially signed with nxt uk and uh their women's division is strong but small mm-hmm. and so mako i mean she she's herself former world of stardom champion she she beat Kyrie hojo Kyrie sane for that belt and then lost it to io shirai um she is just an absolute legend. She's she's been in the the um, May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. We've seen her there. Uh, she's known as the Final Boss in Japan, which I think is about the coolest nickname that uh, one could have. Yes, um, doesn't yeah. That's uh, I wish people called me the Final Boss. Um, <laughs> they they call me lots of things, but that's not that's not one of them. Um, so Mako Satomura, and I, I would assume that. I mean, if you're Mako Satomura, you you don't come in to to start at the bottom. Yeah, uh, I would imagine she's going to come in and and gun straight for Kaylee Ray's title. Yeah, and that's going to be a hell of a program. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see that. Um, I I love Kaylee Ray, so I definitely definitely uh, am interested in seeing these two lock up. The, uh, uh, the Mako Io match where Io won the title is one of the best matches I've seen in Stardom. Oh, yeah. It, it was amazing so mako yeah this is great i'm so excited yeah uh good stuff uh now we were talking about that the crazy triple threat starter match let's uh, tag match <laughs> let's talk about some crazy happenings on smackdown we started with two we ended up with 10 walk us through this insaneness that we went through on smackdown and i, and I have a theory as to why this happened okay so uh, it started as a match that no one's going to argue with, which is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, and at, I mean, it became such a mess that I don't even remember who came in when um, I don't remember who interfered, but <laughs> there was interference and it ended in a disqualification. And that singles match became a six man match. Mm-hmm. Um, not completely unusual for no, a no. WWE television show, um, but that also ended in a disqualification um more royal rumble participants interfering that's what this was miz was out there morrison was out Mm -hmm. there otis was out there and it became a four on five nine person handicap match uh until sheamus ran out and (laughs) completed the other team and it became a 10 man yep so it was a singles match which became a six-man match which became a nine-man match which then became a 10-man match um, I, 
I thought this was fun and harmless. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, they, they, before the go home show for the rumble, you've got to have a bunch of rumble participants in there. And this is what I, I was mean, about to say. My, my, my point was we usually would have where everybody runs in and then it's just like a, an impromptu battle Royal without being official. And just to mm-hmm. get everybody out there to give you an image of the rumble. Yeah. And they did it this way, but kept it in the confines of actual matches. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way that they don't, normally do it i mean yeah. you're used to seeing a singles match become a tag team match especially in the teddy long days yeah but um you're not used to that match becoming a bigger tag match and then a bigger tag match so uh, it was fun and it was harmless it was a smackdown i mean whatever yeah. we have 52 of those a year yeah. so if they have a little fun with some crazy booking on a smackdown no harm done i thought it was it was fun although i would like to see you know the daniel bryan aj styles match go to a finish oh yeah um yeah. But I, I will say what we don't know, the winner of that insane match now gets to go four on one against The Undertaker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wait, oh. here comes Adam Pierce. Oh, here's Adam Pierce. <laughs> Card subject to change. Yes. Um, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be all over the place a little bit here. Now we're going to jump over to 205 Live briefly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, I mean, last week we talked about how they're starting to utilize 205 Live more, especially with the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Um, and that happened again here. We had Ember and Shotzi uh, taking on Marina Shafir and Zoe Starks and Ember and Shotzi advance. In yeah, the Dusty that, Classic. that was no surprise. Ember and Shotzi ad- advancing, not a surprise. Um, I, I do think, again, it, you know, do you want to shift, just shove Ember and Shotzi off to... 205 live with your one viewer um especially with no promotion it's like if they were promoting it it'd be something yes but they're not (laughs) right uh this was zoe stark's debut for the company um marina shafir (laughs) one of the four horsemen Mm -hmm. with with ronda and shana and uh, jessman duke and um, it's so bizarre, the difference in the booking. I mean, of course, we all know how Ronda was booked. Mm-hmm. shana has been booked incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Even in her transition over to Raw, she's had a moment here and there. But still, she's been booked pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and I don't know I don't know if Jessamyn Duke is hurt or something. I don't know why she wasn't Marina's partner here. Um, but Marina and Jessamyn have yet to win a match. Yeah. <laughs> they, neither one of them have won a single match on television. I don't understand why they WWE or NXT uh, are so behind two of the four horsewomen and not the other two. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I, in the past, I have read that uh, Jessamine and Marina were considered the greener of sure. the four, and maybe that's what's held them back a little bit. Their training hasn't progressed as fast as they had hoped. Um but that can't be all of it because, I mean, this has been going on for years now. Yeah. And even if you want to give them more time to, to hone their skills, you can still do it. Put them in there against enhancement talents and yeah. at least let them get wins or don't put them on TV yet. Yeah. Uh, I just because it, it's going to be a little if they ever break down and do the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, you're going to have four legendary champions versus two legendary champions and two enhancement talents. Yeah. It's not going to have the same appeal. So I, I question the logic behind what they're doing. They're clearly not thinking long-term. No, no, they definitely aren't. Um, But again, that's something that 
WWE has been known for is not thinking long-term enough. Yeah. Uh, with people. Um, speaking of baffling decisions, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the return of WWE backstage, which uh, they did something kind of interesting where they announced uh, the one and two entrance for the men's rumble kind of, and then gave us a match to determine number 30 in the women's rumble, which was between Tamina because nobody's meaner and Natalia. You have to make that rhyme. Yeah, you got to uh, Natalia. You, you didn't, you failed. I did. <laughs> you didn't make that rhyme. Um, yeah. Uh, Natty and Tamina. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm, I, I get you want to put a match on. You want to promote the backstage and everything. Like that. Yes, I understand that. But why did these two get to go for that coveted number 30 spot when you put so much importance on it? Yeah. Why did they get the nod to do this? That's the part that kind of doesn't make sense in this and, scenario. And I, I understand you're questioning that from a booking perspective, and I'm with you on that. But I'm also questioning it from a kayfabe perspective. Okay. Like, look at it from inside the story. Okay. If this was real. How did the drawing proceed? Yeah. We're 28 numbers in. And there were only 28 numbers, one through 28. And then whoever didn't get a number, but then had you determine, because it would just be the last two, maybe were there two blank blank numbers and the two who got the blanks wrestle for 29 and 30. How in kayfabe do you decide? Well, and actually, no, you, you back that up a little bit because Tamina wasn't number 29. I know. Yeah, she wasn't number 29. She was what, 27, 28. She was towards the end. She was towards she the wasn't. end. Yeah. So how, how does that work? Yeah. In, in the kayfabe, on the kayfabe side, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think a huge misstep here uh, from them. Again, I'm not against them having a match for number 30, but you got to give us some more explanation. There has to be a better reason. Give us uh, an explanation to, to why these two, again, did they, was there a drawing? Did they pick, like, a special number that, or a special you know, if they, let's say they did it like the lottery and their little ping pong balls or whatever, and they pull a special one that has, you know, like a star on it and the two of them got it. And that's why they're in this match. One of them gets 30. The other one gets, you know, thrown back in the hat to be picked again. Yeah. Or it would have made sense to me if they had the numbers two through 29 and then two blanks and the winner gets 30, the loser gets one. Yeah. That would have made sense to me. In fact, that's what they did way back in what, 1994. Six. Yeah, I believe so. On the free for all, they did uh, Hunter. Yeah. Versus Duke the Dumpster Drosy. That's right. And the winner got number 30 and the loser got number one. So mm. that you could craft a story in your head. Yeah. As to how that would happen, kayfabe. But I, this made no sense because Tamina was like we said around 27 or something like that. So why, <laughs> what determined her number after she lost this match? unless there was a drawing after the match. But if the drawing was after the match, why are these two, the two fighting for number 30? Yeah. And like I said, and if, if there'd been a proper, like if you just sit there and said, okay, we're going to put everybody's name in a hat. The first two names we pick, those two are going to have a match. That works. winner gets number 30. The other one goes back in the hat. And then we pick the other 29 numbers. That would work. That would work. Um, but again, we didn't get any of that. So no. that's why we have issues with this. I feel like we just have to assume that's what happened. 
Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> nothing else makes sense. Uh, that, that's the, that's what we're going to go with, so that we get some cave. We're, we're here to explain the better kayfabe. WWE hire us. Mm-hmm. You would hire have us. these plot holes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll go with that. Um, They're going to hire me again later. By the way, I've got something that they should hire me for. Aha, we'll get uh, there. But let's go to the Rumble uh, event itself, um, and this was a good pay-per-view it was this was a very good pay-per-view very good pay-per-view uh we kicked things off on the kickoff show uh, appropriately uh that works with kind of a surprise that this match was on there but then again when you look at the matches they had i i get it i i see yeah i don't know what else you would you would yeah the pre-show um and it was the uh, the women's tag team championship match of course oscar and charlotte flair uh defending the belts against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and I mean this happened kind of predictably we both pretty much picked uh, yeah. a title change here um, and it kind of happened and played out how I thought is it you know we had interference from Flair and um, and Lacey Evans which led to uh, Charlotte taking the pin and new champions uh, the questions I remember as we were texting back and forth during this was man whatever when they threw Asuka over the table, the announce table, she must have like fallen into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> she just disappeared for the rest of the match. And I think this is probably one of those. It was just a timing issue. They didn't think about it uh, from that perspective when putting the match together was like, how long are we going to have her out there? Because it was just a long time. It, it was just, a long time. She's definitely gotten up from worse much faster. Yes. So that was, you know, the kind of little hink in the, in the in in the chain link finch there uh of that match but again i'm happy that they moved the titles off of them so that hopefully we can get some focus on the women's championship for raw <laughs> going forward although we're going to talk more about that when we get to raw um but but yeah so it was it was a good match though i mean even with all the stuff that happened it was still it was still entertaining I liked yeah, it. It was it was good enough. I mean, we should have never had to get the titles back on Nia and Shayna. Yeah. I don't I don't think. I think that was a a, a poor decision to put the titles on Charlotte and Asuka. Um, although it did give Asuka something else for her resume, double champion. Yep. So, you know, there's there's a, a plus. Um but yeah, uh it was good. And um I would have liked to have seen it on the main show, but I guess it did run long enough that uh we didn't need it to run any longer. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting into the main show, um, we kicked off with, uh, was it the women's rumble? Did that kick it off? No, no, no. It was uh, Drew. Oh, no, no, Drew that's right. Goldberg. We kicked off with, uh, with Drew and Goldberg. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we start with Drew versus Goldberg. And, I mean, you, as we're texting, you pretty much called the match um, almost down to exactly what happened there's only believe a drew mcintyre match was predictable yeah i know right um but yeah so it wasn't overly long it was you know hit the spots hit the spots now i will say for me and again i get a lot of flack and i i, I want you to know it's not i'm not hating on goldberg when i say these things i really am not uh i recognize the man's talent his place in history in the business He's in phenomenal shape for his age. But I think this should be his last match. 
after what happened in Saudi Arabia, you know, whether he could go outside of just a nor- outside of a normal Goldberg match, like a wham, bam, spear, jackhammer, I'm out. He really can't go in like a match match. And a lot of that, some of that was shown, I think, in this match. Cause I mean, Drew did everything he could to help him with the jackhammer. And it still was a little scary when he planted him down. So I, I think this should be a swan song or maybe give him one more real quick squash to go out on, you know, mm-hmm. against a, a Miz or a Ziggler, you know, something like that um, to go out on a high note. But uh, Drew does win in a predictable fashion. Came down to the end. Goldberg went for the spear. Drew moves. Opposite corner. Then we get the Claymore. One, yeah. two, three. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, despite that, I, I didn't hate it. No, I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah. It didn't go too long. It went the appropriate amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit their spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a couple times where I think they, they did sow the seeds of doubt to where, like, okay, maybe Goldberg's going to win. Um, but he ends up not. So I liked, uh, I liked the beginning with the headbutt and then where drew hit the spear. Yeah, I, that was, I, good. I did like that. I did like, I like that. that. Yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate this match. I, you know, it was hard hitting. It, yeah. Predictable. Yes. But yeah, um, it wasn't horrible. No, it was entertaining. It went and it happened. We both picked drew to, to retain here, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And no cash in. I thought there might be one, oh. but not even a hint at it. Not even no. a hint at no. any point. So Drew was standing too tall. He was too too strong at the end. And yeah. Miz, is, Miz is not is not wading into a a strong Drew McIntyre. That's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Um. So from that, we do move into the women's Rumble match. No, we move into Sasha and Carmella. Oh goodness, I am all over the place. All right, <laughs> Sasha and Carmella. Yeah. Um. Which again, I mean, they had a great match last month. They have a good match here too. Yeah, um, uh, it wasn't quite the roller coaster that the TLC match was, but it was right. still very, very good, um, and probably Carmella's second best match in her career. Um, yeah, and and even though it wasn't quite the roller coaster that the TLC match was, there were still moments where I was starting to wonder if Carmella was going to end up winning. Um, they used Reginald well mm-hmm. to to make him part of the story. Uh, yeah, this was good. Car- Carmella's come out of this whole thing stronger than she was when she went in, even though she lost, like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, she he stood toe-to-toe and, and hung with Sasha Banks more than once. And yes. so uh, she comes out looking great, and I think she she should be looked at as a legitimate contender from this point on. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and I will say, I mean, Carmella's one of those who's definitely – upped her game over the years based on when she came into the company, even from NXT, but even if you want to say main roster uh, from that time, she won the title when she had James Ellsworth from that time to now, the improvement is night and day. She's yeah. so much better in the ring um, and really good at the storytelling and the character work as well. So yeah, looked very strong in the loss. Uh, of course, Sasha won. We both called that, um, but yeah, great match not overly long, hit the spots they needed to, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now we move to the Rumble match for the women, finally. <laughs> yes. It <laughs> did happen. <laughs> it did happen. It did happen. And it was great. It was it fantastic. Was yes. This 
was done so well and they didn't they kind of set some new tropes they didn't go too formulaic because i mean god we didn't get a first elimination for ever it was a while yeah it was a while it's been a while since we've seen a rumble where they got stacked what 10 or 12 deep before somebody got thrown out yeah um and it was very well paced we had a lot of little stories going on inside the ring that we got to further um some great surprises i mean tory wilson coming back that's awesome yeah not a huge surprise yeah not too surprised by that one but victoria yeah that was awesome hey did you do you know who raps her entrance music i do not Nicki minaj really minaj yep i ain't the lady to mess with that's Nicki minaj Oh wow! I did before she was even called Nicki Minaj. It was when she was an unknown. She she recorded that song for uh, Victoria. That is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. A little bit of trivia. I just found that out myself. I just learned that. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Victoria comes back. Looks great. Um, uh, We get another return, and one of the highlights for the women's rumble for me is uh, Jillian Hall. But not so much because it's Jillian Hall, because of what happens with Billy Kay. Yeah, uh, Billy. Billy Kay, of course, I think was like number four. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even get in the ring. She goes straight to commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and is talking. And then as other people come in, she goes and tries to team up with them, trying to give her headshot, doing the great character work she's had going on. Nobody wants anything to do with her. Uh, Shayna even <laughs> practically choked her out before getting in the ring. Yeah. Um, but then finally, Jillian Hall comes out. She's doing the singing thing, the annoying voice. And then Billy comes around. Jilly Billy, Jillian Billy, and boom, the greatest tag team in Rumble <laughs> history and team up happens. And they come for in and they, for a little while, <laughs> and they actually look pretty good. As yeah. a team, they came in and actually kind of wrecked a few people. <laughs> yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah. My one complaint with this is that we have established in previous Rumbles that if you don't enter the ring before the next person is called, you're out. Oh. That was established way back in 1994. Uh, and so. See, I, even I didn't remember still, that. <laughs> yeah. They, they could have still done all this if they had just had Billy roll in and then back out at the corner on her way to, Oh yeah. To comment. It's all they needed to do. It's my one. It's a nitpick. It's a little nitpick, a little nitpick, but just something I noticed, but yeah, I love the whole thing. I mean, Billy's just great. She's, she's, she's killing it where it counts. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and continuing that on, you had great spots after that when the Riot Squad came in, uh, and then Peyton Royce comes in, and a little Iconics reunion, which was great. Um, but yeah, so many things done well. Our truth, our truth coming down for the wrong rumble. That was funny. <laughs> and then Alicia Fox. Speaking of the return, yes, Alicia Fox comes in, briefly becomes the twenty four seven champion <laughs> during the women's rumble. Yeah. Loses it just as fast as she won it. Um, but yeah, no, great little spots in this. Uh, and uh, then, of course, we get, after we get about, four, I think, number 14, that was Rhea. And that was when the first bit, well, I mean, not the first big contender to win because we started off very strong. Yes. And um, Bailey was in there. And, Bailey yeah. and, 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 um, definitely not the first contender to win because number three won. Yes. <laughs> um, 
but you had Bailey and Naomi and then Bianca number three. And I called Bailey and Bianca one and two. So I was very close. You did. Very, I, very I close. called, I, I, ah, I said Dana Brooke was going to be 17 and she was 16. Ugh, so close. So ah. close. Um, and of course I said Rhea would be 17. She was 14. So, yeah. I mean, we were, we were pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close in, in areas there. Um, but yeah, they start off super, super strong. Bianca, as I did predict, was the Iron Woman. Yep. She did get put in that spot, and she lasted a really, really long time. Um, and, and broke the record, too. And broke by, the record. By, uh, not by much, but you don't have to. Don't have to. <laughs> um, but – and then we get Charlotte a few spots after Rhea. Um, and they and, used Charlotte the way I thought they were going to, to make you think yes, she was going to so win. So well done. that Yeah. That and let's just let's just fast forward to uh, the final three. Yeah, you've got Rhea, you've got Bianca, you've got Charlotte, and it's done so well. You get well. Actually, let's let actually let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about Alexa Bliss. Yeah, we we can't we can't not talk about Alexa in this match. Kind of happened in somewhat way that I kind of thought. She comes down as the childlike character. Um, although dressed as the goddess, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Um, but acting more like the, you know, the, the swing set, loving, Alexa playground, yeah. playground, Alexa, playground, playground, Alexa. Yeah. And comes in and how quickly everyone decided, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You keep that demonic stuff outside the ring and they all start to, and it was so refreshing. You have one of the smallest competitors stature yes. wise mm-hmm. getting teamed up by like nine other people. Instead of, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yes. In uh, any match ever. It's always the opposite. It's always, you know, the the big show character or, you know, uh, that Great Kali or Kali that everybody mm-hmm. has to team up with to Earthquake, Andre, yeah. To take out. But they all team up on her. Then she gets brief and it looks like we're going to get the change. We get the lights dim a little bit. And Rhea says, uh uh-uh, uh, just toss you over the roof. <laughs> yeah. You're gone. Very well done. So smart. I love this. It was so it was. smart. It was. And I, I called Alexa to win because I had a hard time seeing her get eliminated. Um, but, you know, well, yeah, like you said, well done. They, yeah, they pulled it, was... it off believably. Um, I, I would have enjoyed seeing her win, but I'm okay that she didn't because I enjoyed the actual winner just as much. Um, but, yeah, man, we're going to talk more about Alexa later. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah, save yeah. It. I'll save it. But, um but, okay, so now let's fast forward. We got the, the final three, and, and you get Bianca and you get Rhea both decide, you know what? Let's get her out. And they go after Flair, and it works, and they yep. get her out. And then you get that great moment. And by the way, when do we see that? When do we ever actually see that? Yeah. That usually people team up, and then they turn on them before. Turn, yes, before they've accomplished the goal they set out to accomplish. Yeah. So really really well believable believable wrestling that's what i like yes um and yeah so then we get this great moment with both of them they're in the ring realizing it's the two of them it's Rhea. it's bianca we're getting someone new and a push happening between these two up-and-coming stars it's now gonna nothing's gonna stand in its way because charlotte's gone and that's when the match got really good. Yeah. Letting the two of them go at it, even if it was only for like five to seven minutes, was amazing. And I can't wait for this program eventually. Yeah. Because it's, it might not be this year, but that's a future headline WrestleMania 
women's title match right there. Yeah. Rhea and Bianca. For me, this was the second best final two in Royal Rumble history. Uh, I I don't mean from a name value perspective. I mean, from an action perspective, from an in-ring perspective. Uh, Second only to Undertaker and Shawn Michaels in 2007. Um, 2012 was good too with Chris Jericho and Sheamus Mm -hmm. but I thought this was a little better it felt like the stakes were a little higher here because it was somebody new yeah Um, somebody was going to get that spotlight Uh, I thought it was so well done and I mean like I say you could go either way yeah like there wasn't going to be a disappointment in whoever won here because either way it was going to be a great outcome and the other one still is going to look like a million bucks because you know we talked about with Rhea and her presentation of, you know, because she's kind of been losing lately mm-hmm. in NXT and they had to lose at WrestleMania to Charlotte, yep. you know, which huge mistake. But anyway, yep. we vented about that enough. Right. Um, but here she loses, but it still doesn't hurt her. I think she still looks great. She looks right. like a superstar. It was lost by going over the top rope. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um and yeah, and it was great. I tell you that that one spot where they ran at each other and like the double hair grab face slam, where they both came off the air, like four feet off the air, off the ground to slam. That was an amazing spot. I liked something a little more subtle and something I think we should see more of as well. When they were both outside the ring on the apron and they realized how precarious their position was. And Rio was like, let's not do anything stupid. Let's just slide back in. Slide back in. And then, and then start we'll from go. zero. All yeah. Right. Um, I like that because yeah. isn't that what you should do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. They're, they're both very smart. They're both very smart. This match was awesome. Now, I will uh, point out, because I know the internet has pointed it out a hundred times, but again, it's live. Things happen. And... It was so quick. If you don't have freeze frame, you would have never seen it. But you can find the pictures where Bianca's feet do touch the ground. Really? I didn't even pick up on that. When they have the spot where they're both kind of hanging off the edge there mm-hmm. at near the end before what you just said, the spot where like, hey, let's both back in. If mm-hmm. you look, both her left and right foot both touch the ground. Ah, It's so brief and you yeah. have to freeze frame it to see it. Yeah, it does happen. But I don't care about that. No, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll probably rewatch this match within the next few days, certainly within the next week, because I'm, yeah. I'm dying to watch it again. So I'll look for it. Uh, but the other thing I will say, I have to point out that I really I'm over this trope. I think it needs to go away for a while. Is the uh, the whole thing about the two feet hitting the ground, not specifically. I like that rule, but how you get around it. I did not like the Naomi spot. Where all. her back hit and her feet had not hit. It's like, come on. Yeah. You went I, over the top. You landed on the on the floor. Yeah, your feet didn't touch, but please. <laughs> I've con- I've considered that before and kind of wondered about that when people did fall to the outside like that and their feet didn't hit. And I, I've always thought they should adjust it so that either your two feet have to hit the floor or you lose contact with the ring. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Because this was this was pushing it a little too far for me. Yeah. Um, I like when they get creative with the stuff. Some of those moments are awesome. Some of the Kofi stuff, even some of the Naomi stuff in, in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I mean, I did like the spot where she uses Bianca's hair to kind of climb back yeah. in. That was yeah. interesting. I just yeah. wish we could have got there a different way. Right. Um, right. So I, I thought that was, that was I, my, 
one negative to say really i feel the same way about something else but it applies more to the men's rumble so i'll save that for a minute okay um so yeah let's this felt like a real moment though when bianca won this was a real moment yes um not a manufactured moment manufactured in the sense that she was booked to win but other than that it felt just genuinely emotional and and real and i i haven't felt something like that organically in quite a while in wrestling Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Congratulations to Bianca. She's a star. She is definitely a star going places. I, I'm interested to see where, which, which, which way she goes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, before I expressed skepticism, is it too soon? We, we seem to be kind of on the threshold of the right time to do this with her, but it, de- it depends. It depends on the talent and it depends on the booking. Yes. Uh, I mean, Yoko Zuno was brand spanking new and he won the Royal Rumble and it worked fine. Yeah. So it just depends. But sometimes they've gone too soon with people. They have. Uh, Big John Studd was not a great choice for the winner in 1989. Um, so it just, but Bianca's just such a talent and she's got such charisma. And I think she's got a good following. And I think people genuinely like her and are happy for her. I think it's going to be okay. And I hope so. Yeah. Um, and here's a shock. Are you ready? Are you ready okay. for me to shock you? Yes. Assuming, and it may not play out this way but assuming we get sasha versus bianca at wrestlemania right and i hope we do because uh-huh. that would be fantastic bianca should win yeah I, I mean i agree and you're right coming from you it is a little bit of a shock because of the sasha super fan that you are but you're also a wrestling fan and you understand yeah. that would be the right call it would be the right call for bianca to win i think and it'll hurt her if she doesn't win her match at wrestlemania yes much like oscar a couple years ago yeah Oscar tears through, wins the Rumble, and then should have beaten Charlotte yeah. at the Rumble. I mean, at WrestleMania, but doesn't. Right. And Who, whoever the champion is that she's against will be fine. Yes. Whether it be Oscar, Sasha, or somebody else, a mm-hmm. lot can happen between now and Mania. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I am looking forward to seeing where they go with it. I think the natural progression is her versus Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, considering she is on SmackDown, right? Um, unless they want her to jump to Raw, which I don't know that I see, especially. But again, because they film in the same location, it doesn't matter as much. But it her husband, matter. yeah, her husband is on SmackDown, but yeah. Um, but still, it, but it would just be so good. Sasha and Bianca would just be so damn good. Why would yes. you not do this match? Yeah, I agree. Um, and and that could leave you hopefully maybe to a alexa oscar mania yeah i'd be i really that too. hope we're not pushing for alexa charlotte at mania again unless oscar i mean not alexa charlotte but oscar charlotte at mania mm-hmm. uh unless oscar's gonna retain and win mm-hmm. that's the only way i want that match yeah because it'd be a good match but if charlotte gets booked to win i yeah yeah, yeah mm. i understand the I soapbox yes. i will be on the day after wrestlemania <laughs> will be enormous <laughs> um yes. but anyway so? uh yes oh. i take showers <laughs> okay thank you all right i've just known uh, you for a while uh, hey <laughs> <laughs> um moving on uh we went from that uh to the uh last man standing match correct with yes. owens uh versus reigns and this is a good match this is a good last man standing match um it was lots of good spots in here um some crazy spots 
KO doing that off the the Swanton. The Swanton. Good lord, that interesting looked... that he did that with Jeff Hardy in the company. Yes, <laughs> he's like, hey, buddy, watch watch the big guy does it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, just. Wow. And there for a second, I i mean, they made you think KO's going to pull this off. When he had him handcuffed. When he had him handcuffed, we get to nine and it's like, oh, what? What? But then he grabs a ref, smacks him into the thing. Okay. And then it takes Paul Heyman like 30 minutes to, to, un, to unlock the, the handcuffs. Yeah, I was someone, wondering how they were going to get. The ref started counting while he was trying to unlock and he and started getting stop. higher. I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so then he just inexplicably stops counting. Just stops counting. Yeah. Uh, this is for, as someone who's done stage acting for many, many years, don't use a prop unless you know for sure how you're getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit of, uh, of a little mess up there, but uh, still reigns uh, retains uh, and which we predicted was going to happen. We didn't yeah. think Owens yeah. is going to, to win the belt here. Um, no returning Uso, which I thought we might see not even Jay. I mean, Jay wasn't even there. Um, he wasn't even in the rumble. Yeah. Not even in the rumble. And a lot of people are like, what's going on there. Yeah. Um, hopefully everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but um but yeah, this, so uh, I'm not, I'm not a big Last Man Standing match fan just because of the way that it ends. It takes so long to end a match. Yes. There's not a whole lot of you can't win quickly. You can't pull right. out a quick win in a Last Man Standing match. So I think they drag a little bit for me. Um, so I, I love Roman and I and I love Kevin. This is probably my least favorite match on the show, um, mm-hmm. just because of the rules of a Last Man Standing match, not because yeah. of anything they did. Uh, they worked hard. Um, but having said that, I still didn't hate it. I'm not saying I didn't like the match. I just liked everything else a little more because I'm just not a last man standing match guy, but uh, this probably ends this rivalry. I think, I think this feud, is I think so. Now. I think this is done. Um, especially when you're going to be trying to, as we say, start the road to WrestleMania and push whatever, uh, person is going to take on Roman, uh, for the belt or whatever storyline you're going to go on going forward. I think now it doesn't mean it can't somewhat continue, you know, into what fast lane or mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. is that uh, next? Uh, I, I think elimination chamber, no elimination chamber. Yeah. So moving into elimination chamber, you can still have remnants of it there, but they're definitely going to, we're going to see the shift of focus here. Yeah. Um, I believe, um, but let's move on to uh, the main event uh, of the evening, uh, which was the men's, rumble match and this one's going to be a little bit more divisive of a talk i feel uh as we talk about this there were things we liked, things we didn't like um so let's start with what you liked i liked um the reunions yes uh we got a little bit of team hell no which was kind of neat and speaking of that let's talk about the surprise entrance kane coming down and uh glenn jacobs uh mayor of knox county Good on him. He donated his entire uh, appearance fee to uh, like a local charity or internship thing. So good on him for doing that. But like seeing him come back in a brief spot again, when you use the legends, right? This is what you get. And this was, this is well done. I thought, um, how about Carlito, man, not only that, I mean, where he's been for the past couple of years is just the gym. Cause that guy, he's in is, far better shape now than he was during his original run. Yes. Phenomenal shape. Jacked, jacked Carlito JC. Yes. Um, and wow. 
Loved having him back. That was great. Hasn't missed a beat, a step in the ring. Why this guy isn't wrestling full time for someone, I, I have no clue. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, he's he's older now, and hopefully he's more mature. Yes. And will – because right before we started recording, it was reported that he's on a three-week probationary deal. Mm-hmm. And then that has the potential to become something permanent. So um, I, I think if, you know, if he shows that he's actually willing to work this time – Mm-hmm. Um, cause that, that, you know, that's what everyone has always said. And I'm not talking Meltzer. I'm talking like actual, yes. <laughs> actual wrestlers have, have, have said he was just lazy, you know, Bruce Pritchard, um, you know, people who were there, uh, just said he was lazy. So maybe if he just works this time, he could yeah. actually be something. I, he never really did it for me. Like I, I liked him. Okay. But he was never one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but maybe, if he really puts us all into it, he could be. Yeah. Uh, excited to have him back. Hopefully it does lead to something more. I'll be, I'm be following this one pretty close to see what happens with Carlito moving forward, but great to have him in the rumble. Um, my we, favorite return was Christian. Yes. Oh my God. We had, it had been said that he wasn't going to be in the ring anymore. Like he had that brief little thing with Randy Orton to deal with the edge storyline from last year, but like he didn't put any moves out, didn't really right. take a bump. Um, but he was bumping, he was moving, looked again, phenomenal shape. Like he could be, you know, back. in pay-per-views back and wrestling full-time right now. Current reports are that he may be back on a part-time schedule. Yeah, which would be awesome. So, yeah, um, I, I'm I'm all for it. I've always been a Christian fan. Love again, as we said, talked about the reunions, the ENC reunion, edging Christian. Yeah. That was great. Disappointed we didn't get a five-second pose, but right. Yeah, but that was that's okay. Chance. We're yeah. going to. We're definitely yeah. going to. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really I, really. I always thought, well, not always, but the longer we we the more we saw of Edge and Christian, the more I started to to think that Christian was a little better in the ring. Really, he he didn't have the same the same charisma or the same presence that Edge had, but I do think he put a little more thought into his work okay. than than Edge did. And so yeah, I'm a big Christian. Fan. Uh, for example. Um, Edge and Randy Orton have had a long-standing rivalry. Mm-hmm. And I think the first couple matches they had back in the day for like the Intercontinental title, I think those were good. And then after that, it was the same thing all the time. Okay. But every time Christian stepped into the ring with Randy Orton, it was great. And I'm saying that as someone who's not a big Randy Orton fan. In fact, I'm not a Randy Orton fan. Right. Um, and so, but the, and he lost every match that they had except one by disqualification that he won. Um, but every match that he had with Randy Orton was great. So I think he just, he put so much thought into, into the, the story and the timing and the drama and, and just everything that makes wrestling great. I think he just has an intrinsic understanding of it that most people don't. And so uh, the more we can get a Christian, the happier I'm going to be. Yeah. So very happy to have him back. Um, the hug in the ring. I mean, just emotional for those two, I think outside of everything else, um, you could isolate that moment. You know, they were just tickled pink 
as two guys that came into the business, uh, you know, kind of tied together uh, when they were younger and to flash forward 20 years, uh, 20 some odd years. And to be in this match was amazing. And I, I loved every second of that. Um, then again, like I said, the team hell no um, reunion was great and they did it great. The hug. And then of course, immediately Kane was like, nah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the bad guy. I'm going to, I'm going to choke slam you. Yeah. Um, but it was great. I mean, and just the look on Daniel Bryan's face when he's like, come on, come on, come on. You know, yeah. I loved every second of that. Um, but yeah, so, and again, parts of this match were great in the Rumble. Uh, we had some great little high spots. We got, uh, you know, continued uh, story threads. Like they started out right. Uh, you had Edge and Orton and they did it right. Edge at that point didn't care about the match. He didn't care it was the Rumble. He wanted to beat the ever-living snot out of Orton. And they did that right. I was very, very scared when he beat up Orton so bad that he had to go to the back. I'm like, oh, my God, is Orton going to win? Or are we going to do this trope? Please, God, no. Please, God, no. Yeah, well, we knew he would be back. Yes, we knew that was going to happen. I was just hoping it wasn't going to lead to him winning. Um, So that, thankfully, didn't happen. But um, so they did those parts right. Well, let me, let me tell you when I suspected Edge was going to win. Okay. When he came out number one. Really? Because on backstage, they announced Orton is number one and Edge is number two. Oh. And when they made that switch, I thought, oh, boy. First to Be- win. Yeah, because they, win. They, they want to tell the story of him coming in number one and winning. Okay. So I, I think they changed that. something. Yeah, I think something changed between Saturday night and Sunday night. And it may have been as subtle as maybe Orton was going to be the one to win. And, and they, they changed it. Um, I don't know, but something changed. Yeah, because we, we heard reports that there were a couple different scenarios on the table. And there was one scenario uh, with someone winning that they considered kind of a nightmare scenario. And maybe that would be Orton winning given maybe i guess maybe. it depends on who's reporting it like what's yeah a i mean it, yeah what's a nightmare to them um well it wasn't the person reporting it it was they were told by someone backstage involved in creative it was the nightmare from creative standpoint for this oh, person right. to win uh yeah. that person's nightmare um so and i don't know if it's a nightmare because they knew backlash they would get from it or it didn't make sense or whatever um so yeah interesting that there may have been a last second change that led to edge as we, you know, as we report here, he does eventually hang on and wins um, goes from uh, number one to winning, which has only happened. What twice before uh, Michaels, Michaels, Benoit and Benoit. And, um, no, somebody else did it. Didn't they? Mysterio was number two, so I mean, yeah. technically, it's the same thing, but they don't count it. Was Flair number one when in '92 when he won? No, he was number three. Oh, okay, um, I know there's another one because they always talk about three, and they don't mention Benoit. Yeah, um, man, I'm totally spacing on this, and I should know this. It should be right on the right, right in the front of my memory. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. It'll come to me. Um, um, but yeah, what do so, you think? What do you think about Edge winning? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. In fact, I think I predicted Edge to win. You did. Um, I I don't have a problem with it, especially with 
because I mean, I know you made a comment. Um, I'm not going to take you to task on it. I'm just going to bring it up. Uh, sure. You had, I think, put on Twitter that you, if you have a problem with Goldberg or Lesnar being back, you cannot uh, be celebrating ha- celebrating an Edge win. And I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Edge... I don't put him in the same as Goldberg and Lesnar as being a hundred percent part-time just because we don't know because he got injured. He came back uh, last year to the surprise and it was, he was going to be back back. Uh, but then he got injured and had to go away. So, I mean, would you still feel this way had he not got injured and he'd been showing up every Monday, every other Monday? Or Friday. Well, but the primary complaint people have about Goldberg isn't that he's part time; it's that he's a star of the past, taking the spotlight away from new talent. Well, and I agree. And the reason and how I combat that is is kind of like I said earlier: Goldberg can't really go anymore. It has to be a very specific match. Edge can still go; he can still put on a four and five star match with an opponent, whereas I don't think Goldberg's capable of it. Now, Lesnar is kind of a different commodity because he can have those great matches. My biggest problem with Lesnar is that, especially when he's the champion, he's not around enough. The belt loses highlight because it's not there. He's an actually. I actually don't mind that because that's the way it was back in the day. True. The champion was almost never on free television, at least not wrestling. True, but like I say, because the dynamic has changed now, right. and it's kind of flipped as far as what they find more important. The television part is almost more important than the pay-per-view uh, mm-hmm. aspect because it's not that's not where they're making money on pay-per-view anymore. It's not how they make right. their money. It's all on those TV deals. Yeah. So if your champion is the cornerstone of your company and he's not showing up on TV, the most lucrative part of your business – that's where I, that's my only problem with Lesnar. I love Lesnar. I like mm-hmm. him in the ring. I do not mind him as champion, except for the fact that he's not there enough. That's my mm-hmm. biggest thing. But yeah. the reason I don't lump Edge into that is because I think without that injury, Edge would be here every week. He mm-hmm. would be part of the company. He's not part time unless they book him that way. I don't think that would be his choice. Yeah. So that, that was my only thing again i'm not taking a task on it that's why i just don't agree with it sure i don't agree with that assessment uh, other things to consider with edge winning is that he's on the creative team well that's true for, for raw so he's booking himself to win this match um now i have softened a little bit on it since he won on sunday night i've softened a little bit i do think daniel bryan should have been the one to win um and that's not just because he's my favorite guy but because he's not one and i think true it, it would be like edge doesn't need it he's already won before yeah um and i i do see that as taking the spotlight away from someone else who could have benefited more from it i don't think edge needed this uh they could have gotten wherever they want to go somewhere else uh, some way else another yes. way um th- at this point that's my biggest problem with it um i i actually don't have a huge problem with stars of the past um I mean, I've not had a problem with Lesnar. I've not had a problem with Goldberg. Now, it kind of depends. It's a, I think stars of the past belong at WrestleMania. We hear yeah. a lot about them taking spots from newer talent on WrestleMania, but a lot of that newer talent haven't really gotten themselves over yet. 
mm-hmm. or, or, or something like that. I'm not sure I'm crazy about older talent being in title matches at WrestleMania, but eh, whatever, I can take that. The Daniel Bryan thing is my, my biggest complaint at this point, especially my second biggest complaint was that it was going to be another freaking edge Randy Orton match. That was my fear. And now I, I'm not sure it is. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we're, I don't think we're pushing for edge unless Orton somehow wrestles the belt from drew between now happen. and which could happen but then i think that would be too much that'd be too predictable it's like oh god now we know what you're going with Ugh. right well the main reason i don't think we're getting that is because they gave us that match on raw yeah which was kind of the okay edge got yeah. a definitive win even though there was some alexa interference right distraction but other than that it's like okay let's put this to bed yeah so we can move on to something else so if we're not getting edge and orton again I'm I'm much better with it. Yes, um, uh, I I more as much uh, two things. I wanted Daniel Bryan to win. I think he deserved it. I think it should have been his win. But I also just didn't want that Edge Jordan match. Yeah. So if at least we're not getting the Edge Jordan match, I'm much better with it. Um, and I I don't think we are. I don't think we're getting. I think we're getting something else. Yeah, uh, I will say notably absent uh, from the Rumble, but it does make sense given uh, the uh, Twitter. Um, post from Mia Yim. Oh yeah, was that she uh, did have COVID, so she was not part of the women's match. But also Keith Lee, mm-hmm. not part of the men's match, probably has to do with that. He's probably either quarantining to be safe, yeah, or possibly could have it himself. Right. Uh, either way, we hope both of them quick recoveries, come back as soon as you can. Love both of you. Um, I would have. I mean that. If I could have had it any way I wanted, I would have booked Keith Lee in the match and had him win. Ah. He would have been my future star to win the match a la Bianca and the women's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's that platform for him. And who knows? Maybe that was supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's what got flipped last second because yeah. could, no, could he, be. he can't be. Who knows? We may never find out. Stories will come out between yeah. now and then. I'm sure some some stuff will, will will start to trickle in from the backstage uh, sources, whether they be correct or not. The dirt yeah. sheets will have stuff. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, when Daniel Bryan started to go on that, ta- that tear towards mm-hmm. the end of the match, that was when I knew he was about to be eliminated. Yeah. It was pretty obvious because you don't dominate a rumble with six people in there and just toss them all out. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. happen. Something you're going to get caught somewhere. And yeah. Uh, the the trope I was talking about that I said was more for the men's rumble than the women's we've already kind of addressed it was uh, where you have someone go out early in the match and then yeah. miss most of the match and then come back we've done that a bit too much we did it with Austin and Vince both of them in 99 uh, Lawler did it that was more of a comedy spot so it's not as big of a deal Santino Morella did it and ended up in the final two that way uh-huh. against Alberto Del Rio didn't we um, have in the women's match, wasn't it um, Zelina? Didn't Zelina Vega have kind of a spot Zelina, like that? Uh, or, um, was it, yeah, yeah, that was a rumble, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a rumble. And then she went to hide under the ring and Hornswoggle came out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was turned into yeah. a comedy spot. But yeah, that trope does happen almost every single rumble. Something you would like think that, that if, if, if it was real, they would come up with a rule to prevent that. Yeah. So, because what what's to keep someone from coming out number three, and then just parking their butt in a chair, 
until everybody but one person's gone. And then what's to prevent everyone from doing that? What's to prevent people from just sitting outside the ring and nobody ever getting in <laughs> and starting the match? It, it's kind of like, because uh, in uh, Impact, they have the reverse rumble where everyone starts outside mm. mm-hmm. uh, and then has to go. Into, it's it's a weird, I don't even know how, how the rules for that one work, but it's they, they took something, an idea like that and kind of put it in play. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, it's, it is something they should start looking at not doing as often. Let's let's put it to bed for a while. Yeah. Use it sparingly. If you do it yeah. with the right thing, or if it's a comedy spot, okay. Yeah. Um, but when you do it with someone where it's like, could be the potential winner, then it's like, eh, okay, that's, eh. But yeah, yeah, so as we said, Orton went out early, uh, comes back at the very end. Predictably. Predictably. WWE put out a tweet with a, a, a- clip of that RKO that he hit edge with and uh, caught it an RKO out of nowhere. And I responded and said, I caught it an hour in advance. And it was actually the second RKO within a week that I caught <laughs> an hour in advance. So uh, I haven't seen an RKO out of nowhere in years. Yeah, I know it's, it's not happened for a while, uh, but also, Hey, the uh, speaking, as we get into, we're talking about those final people in the rumble, the return of Seth Rollins. Yep. I called Comes it back. Looks like a million bucks. Glad to have him back. Um, some 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 fun little spots with him and Braun at the mm-hmm. end when he's trying to team up. Um, Braun being number thirty. Braun is jacked. He's Good. in the best shape he's ever been in. God. Um, and and like I say, we've talked about it before. But looking at it, looking at it at the end of the rumble, it's like man, they have more talent than they know what to do with. There were some and, people missing that should not have been missing. Yeah. From this rumble. Where was Angel Garza? Yeah. Where is uh, Buddy Murphy? Yeah. What? What's happened to Buddy Murphy? Where is he just Buddy Murphy? vanished with no explanation? So yeah, just yeah. gone. And then Jay Uso, as we mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of omissions that we don't know why, but And uh, Sonya Deville was not in her rumble. We we mentioned oh, that that's right. a few weeks we, ago. If she wasn't in it, it it's telling. Yeah, so she's so, not in the Rumble, so I don't know what's that? going on with that. Yeah. Um, but she was there at the show. She was in kind of the the pre-show. Well, maybe not the pre-show, but uh, when they went to um, the, what do they call it? The Just the, not not the commentator booth, but the the backstage crew. Um, yeah. Uh, and, of course, we, okay, we can't get out of this without also mentioning another 24-7 title change <laughs> i love the 24 7 stuff at the rumble oh god uh and <laughs> i love jbl's comment although no he's still not off the hook this does not erase that this is not worse than the david arquette thing because <laughs> no. david arquette didn't win a joke title he won the damn wcw right. title right. um but uh what's his name uh Peter Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg gets a roll up, the most devastating move in sports entertainment. On well, to be fair, followed by uh, uh, preceded by a low blow. Okay, preceded by a low blow, and then rolls him up and wins the title. And they left it that way. By the time the show went off the air, so we're like, "Wow, this is new." But then, of course, we got uh, news before Raw even kicked off right. that it had changed back hands. Our uh, our truth is the best sport in wrestling. 47 times 24 7 champion he said 40 he said 48 or 48 is it 48 he said said 48 on raw talk but he he will do anything 
Yeah. He will do any. He's such a good sport. And I just, I really love our truth. And also, and, and somebody else mentioned this and I'll point it out. Our truth and Tori Wilson ageless. Yeah. They seem to get younger every time we see them. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah, we've said, we love our truth. He is so funny, willing to do anything. He wants to entertain and get that laugh and a good guy and just an all around good dude. Um, love what they do with him and i hope it goes on i hope i hope no one ever takes i hope they retire that belt and just call it the r-truth belt yeah just let him be the the eternal 24 7 champion when they put him in the hall of fame he should still yeah. be holding that belt. yeah <laughs> yep. still defending it and um, before we leave the rumble i do want to point out go back to bianca for a second okay um she was the iron woman and she did break that record so yes. she has the record for the longest time in a women's rumble she has the record for the most eliminations mm-hmm. in a women's rumble tied with Shayna baszler but still she has that record yep. and she won and she won how do you beat that yeah i mean that's incredible she's got it all Yep. She's got it all right now. And plus to point out, uh, first African-American woman to win yep. the Women's Rumble. Yep. Only the second African-American performer to win a Rumble period. Which is crazy. I didn't realize that. Given how many Rumbles we've had yeah. and the talent mm-hmm. pool, that's nuts and it's long yep. overdue. So, yep. um, yeah. So overall, out of five stars, how would you rate this Rumble? Um definitely four maybe four and a quarter i would say yeah four and a quarter to four and a half for me i really yeah. really really enjoyed it yeah uh let us know what you guys thought uh you know hit us in the comment section send us a, a tweet or an email um but let's talk about raw a little bit before we get out of here mm-hmm. um so we kick off with uh what uh edge I believe I, yes. I, 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 the first like 10 minutes, my streaming wasn't working. So I missed like the first 10 minutes, uh, yeah. but I believe it was edge came out. It was. Mm-hmm. And then of course we got drew and Seamus both coming out. Um, and edge, you know, he sat there and said, Hey, you know, when I make that decision, you'll know, but just understand whatever decision I make, I'm leaving with that, with a championship from WrestleMania. It's good promo work from edge. Wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, which left Drew and Sheamus in the ring. And then what we've been saying is going to happen for a while happened. Sheamus hit him with the broad kick. And it looks like we're going to gear up for Sheamus and Drew probably going into Elimination Chamber. Who knows? Could be going into Mania. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? You never know. My, my, maybe, maybe they'll have an Elimination Chamber match where drew defends and sheamus is one of them and maybe they'll do a singles at fast lane or something like that yeah maybe lots of options oh yeah plenty of options to go there um but yeah so what do you think about this uh it had to happen yeah i mean it made perfect sense and uh i think sheamus we've talked about him before he's he's underrated not talked about enough i think he's a, a great talent and i think he'll do nothing but good things for for drew and yeah, and I think they, they, they could have bangers of matches. I think they could have real, real good hard hitting uh, matches because both of them can look pretty stiff in the ring, very brutal. So yeah. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Um, again, we're going we're gonna to blast through all pretty quick um, as we wrap things up. Let's move to the triple threat women's tag match. I know you had some stuff you want to talk about on this. Of course, we had um, Mandy and Dana Brooke. Uh, versus Asuka and Charlotte versus Naomi and Lana 
winner gets a shot at the tag team titles. Um, yeah. And um, it's good that Charlotte and Oscar didn't win. We need them to move on from this. And so, and I'm glad we had a little promo stuff before the match. We finally got a little bit that they've lacked and let Oscar kind of put a little frustration on it, which I yeah. thought was good sitting there saying, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, we would have won if not for that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and that she's frustrated with the loss and what's going on. So that was good. A little tension yeah. building between the two of them because they're not going to stay a team for long. Right. Um, and, and this match perfectly, perfectly for me uh, encapsulated the booking mess that they've got going on with Asuka. Yes. Because on one team, you have Mandy and Dana, who not long ago were Asuka's best friends. They were sexy muscle friends. Yes. On another team, you've got Lana, who not long ago was Asuka's best friend. Mm-hmm. Yet for some reason, Asuka's got all these friends in this match, but she's not teaming up with any of them. She's teaming up with Charlotte just because she was the replacement partner mm-hmm. at TLC. It makes no sense. The Asuka Charlotte stuff should have never played out this way. I don't think Lana was ever really hurt. No, I think I think it was should have just come back on Raw the next night and let Asuka and Lana do that match. Uh, not that it was her decision, but the booking they should have booked it. Yes. Yeah. Although I will say this, I loved the look on Lana's face when she came out for the Rumble. That determined, like I'm a badass. Yeah. Like if she'd have come in and threw two or three people out, I would have, I would have popped huge. I'd have been like, yes, that's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, she did get it to eliminate like- Naya. She did eliminate yes, Naya. She so did we got a little bit of closure there. And now it looks like we're getting back to the Lana Naya stuff since they won the, the yeah. match. And yeah. So it does. It does feel. Ever. It does feel like putting the titles on Oscar and Charlotte. That was where they hit pause for a second in that storyline, just because Charlotte was coming back. Yeah, to put importance on it, which I don't like. Yeah. What I, if I was booking from here on out, because uh, again, Lana and Naomi win, um, they pin Oscar, yeah, to to win. So I think now we're gonna get more tension between Oscar and Charlotte, which is gonna lead to Oscar versus Charlotte at Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. where Charlotte gets cost a title match because of Lacey, because of Rick again. I kind of think this Lacey Charlotte Rick thing is going to go to WrestleMania. Really? And I, it's I, a I, long th- time for modern day WWE. Yeah, it would be a long time, but I think that would be best for it. Um, that way you still have a storyline that you can throw importance on because it involves the flares. You elevate Lacey Evans, um, who definitely needs it. Uh, mm-hmm. And you don't piss everybody off by keeping Charlotte in a title picture mm-hmm. and you let that play out some other way. Um, right. So that's what I'd like to see happen. That's what I'd like to see. Happen. Um, yeah. But whether it does not, we'll see. Um, yeah, we shall see. But uh, yeah. So then like, say uh, we talked about him earlier, Carlito. Yeah. He's, he was on raw. He had a match. He teamed up with Jeff Hardy, got the victory against uh, what Elias and, and Jackson Riker. And Jackson Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is awesome. Like I say, I, I want more from Carlito. I think it's great. Um, I want to see what he has. So yeah. I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll be watching closely over the next few weeks and uh, hopefully he impresses me and shows me something. Yeah. Not, so. <laughs> because I'm, I'm the last word. 
Yes, you are. You are the final word when it yeah. comes to this thing. So he better impress me. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go. One of the last things we're going to talk about, as we have for the past couple of weeks, because it's so good. It's Alexa Bliss. Alexa is hands down my favorite thing on Raw. It's not even close right now. She she there's a huge gap between yes. Alexa and everything else for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, they can't do this when crowds come back. So I'm glad they're taking advantage of this opportunity to do this, uh, this supernatural costume changing. And yeah. she's so good at, at changing characters and inhabiting different personalities. And you know what? This is so good. Like she's a little scary. Mm-hmm. She's a little scary. And believe me, you know, normally if I see Alexa bliss, the last thing I would typically do is run the other way. <laughs> But maybe, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. This personality, she's so good at it, and you know, having the whatever was that supposed to be blood dripping out of her mouth? I assume. I guess, like, yeah. Um, um, she's she's so so good at it, and like you said, having all the people in the rumble attack yeah. her, even though she's the smallest one in there, is just a, a really nice bit of storytelling, and they are killing it with yeah. Alexa. Like, I don't even care about what's going on with Bray and Randy. I yeah. want to see what Alexa's going to do. Although, I was on a side note, I was happy to see Nikki Cross back uh, in yeah. the Rumble. Looked in oh. great shape. Hire me. You ready? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, she didn't do the Sister Abigail, right? She 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 changed she it. She flipped it and turned yeah. it into a DDT. Which was awesome, which was a great move. It looks fantastic. Looks like it hurts. You know what it should be called? I tweeted it. Did you see it? I did not. The Twisted Sister. Ooh. Ah, Twisted Sister. I like sister. it. I like uh-huh. it a lot. I like Hire it a lot. Me. That's right, man. We need we need jobs, man. Yeah. We need we need we need we need better jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rat race. Anyway, yes, but no, Alexa is killing it. Um yeah. It's done great, and and it was even more poignant when she went from Playground Alexa to Goddess Alexa in this match because mm-hmm. it was Nikki was in there. Right. She had that added layer, which was very very good. But then, yeah, the the new twist on the Sister Abigail finisher was phenomenal. Then of course she shows back up during the Edge and Orton match, furthering that. So I think instead of Edge and Orton moving forward we're going to go back and we're going to revisit fiend in orton yeah um which never really stopped it yeah just, they just had to address the ed jordan stuff in the rumble i guess and kind yeah of i think get so. that out of the way that's and probably why going. we haven't had bray come back yet and they've had alexa carrying most of the load there mm-hmm. uh to wait until we can get past the edge stuff and he can be moved on to something else whether it be drew whether it be roman whatever they choose to do there uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, they can continue on. And I did see a picture somebody posted and I don't know if it was faked or whatever it looked because you can never tell, mm-hmm. especially when it's just on a post of what the new mask that Bray comes back with looks like. If it's, uh, if, if it's legit, man, whew, it's, I, was, looking. I wasn't expecting a new mask. Uh, yeah. And again, it may not be real. It could be Photoshopped because it is slightly from a distance. So you just never know. But mm-hmm. if it is what they're going with, it's, it's gruesome looking. It's even yeah. scarier looking than his original mask. Um, but, but yeah, so Alexa doing great things, loving everything she's doing. Um, I can't wait to see what's next for that. Is she going 
to pursue Asuka for that title? I hope so. Or are they going to keep her just involved in this storyline with Orton and Bray? So um, who knows? Uh, Road to WrestleMania kicking off in full swing. Can't wait to see uh, what we get next as we move on. But yeah, that's that's pretty much anything else we didn't cover you want to mention? Uh, I, I need a three count. Oh, that's right. I have to get the three count up there. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to make it easy since she is one of our favorite things going in wrestling right now. I want to know your three favorite Alexa Bliss matches. Okay. We'll make it easy. That's an All easy right. one. Okay. Um, so, do yeah. Do you have any, uh, do you have any Rhea Ripley predictions this week? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, well, that's well, yeah. Cause now I guess let's for me, I'm going to predict which show. Cause I think, she is called up now. I think now it's going to be main roster. Didn't see her on Raw. That doesn't mean she won't be on Raw. But I kind of think that's where she's going to go. Okay. So I your think weekly it, Rhea Ripley prediction is Rhea's going to Raw. Rhea's going to Raw. That's okay. my that's my weekly Rhea prediction. Uh, <laughs> we'll check in next week. Check in next week. See if, if any fruition watch her show up on SmackDown this week. I'm like, man. <laughs> I yeah, your, your batting average is not great on batting this, average. Tim. Not great <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So yeah, Rhea going to Raw. Tell you what, man. If they if they used to plant some seeds and we got like a Rhea Alexa pro- program, that could be interesting. It could be. That could be really could interesting. Be. I don't think either of them need to be losing a program right now, though. That's true. Neither of them need to be taking a loss. Um, yeah. But down the road, that could be down one hell of a program. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's that's pretty much it. Well, so, okay, got to do our favorite thing. Yep. What was your favorite thing this week? Well, again, not my favorite thing, but something I loved. Something you loved. Um, You're something you yeah, loved. Something, something that I it, it would have been easy to miss, and maybe a lot of people did, although they pointed it out on commentary, is during the Women's Rumble um, and the 24-7 stuff, Alicia Fox wins the, the championship and then loses the championship and then gets eliminated and then when everyone starts chasing our truth, she stops and looks around and then joins them. Yep. And so she starts running after our truth. I love that because <laughs> the story that tells is that she was just in the Royal Rumble, but she got a taste of that 24 seven championship. And that became the most important thing to her. I thought I that was it. so funny. <laughs> she, was, she was so great as a character, as a wrestler, she was okay. She was fine. But as a character, Mm-hmm. She was so great. And I think the only reason she didn't become bigger is because they weren't consistent with her. They put her on TV. She'd have her crazy character where she'd throw a fit and destroy the announce table. And then we wouldn't see her again for three or four weeks. Yeah. And I think if they put her on there every week, I think she she would have become fairly big. So yeah. Good to see Alicia back and doing her silly, crazy, fun stuff. Yes, I, I agree. Um, for me, my something I loved this past week, of course, mentioned Jilly Billy. I really did like that. But something we didn't even talk about on the show, but I, I really love Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. <laughs> I really like them. Uh, they, of course, had a match with uh, MSK, is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. For the Dusty Rhodes Classic, uh, which I th- they ended up losing, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, MSK, former, former Radicals. Won. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I loved, I just love the two of them together. I love the dynamic and it was, I thought they, they, they did some great work this week. Very entertaining. Yeah. I like Drake and, and Killian a lot, yeah. especially the music. <laughs> the music yes. is awesome. Yeah. 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 Good. Their music is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
so uh that, that's our show um hope you enjoyed it not quite the uh the lengthy show that we had last week although this one went pretty, went pretty it's it, i mean this is a pretty long one we're not yeah. quite pushing the the two hour mark that we did last week but we're close uh but we hope you enjoyed the show Thanks for tuning in again. You can find us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steve at Bizarro Doom. You can search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Like, share, and subscribe there. Um, and yeah, uh, rate us on iTunes. Five stars, baby. Help Five us solidify it. Stars. Give us more. Give us more. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, and have more to say here on Positively Wrestling.